0: Are you listening? 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 Yo, my G. Are you listening? 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 Are
1: you listening? Are you listening? Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast. Just a couple of guys hanging out, listening to albums that we give each other and coming here and reviewing them. I am Brand. I'm here with my friend, Scott. Scott, how are you today? I am
0: good. It has been a pretty fantastic weekend so far. And the weather's great. The weather is great. I uh, had a fantastic family day yesterday. I didn't get to go out for record store day, but that's, that was secondary. I didn't care. Lucas had uh, like a little drum competition. And he meddled. Yeah, he meddled. He meddled. That's awesome. Was stoked. Uh, him and his friends did a really great job. Uh, there was a, like a judge there who gave them some tips afterwards. Uh, so that was cool. It was kind of like a learning thing. Watch the Tigers game. I know this isn't a sports podcast, but I got to throw it in because I've been a Tigers fan my entire life. Miguel Cabrera did something that we probably won't see in a very, very insanely long time. He uh, hit 3000 hits yesterday yesterday in addition to his 500 home runs, which puts him in a class of seven other players ever to have done that. And I'm not going to lie. When he hit that 3000th hit, I teared up. It's a freaking amazing (laughs) accomplishment. We've talked about this. I cry. I wish I cared about baseball. I really do. But yeah, that was amazing. And then uh, we had a really good dinner. We had family movie night. We watched the new Spider-Man. It was just a Solid, great. solid
1: friggin' day. It was a great movie. And I'm glad you had to put a timestamp on these untimestamp episodes. episodes. Um, <laughs> we are here today to talk about Reasonable Drought by Stove God Cooks. Yeah, we are. The only information you had coming into this about Stove God Cooks, other than hearing a few features, was me praising this thing to no end. <laughs> that was it, yeah. So, here's some of the basic information. I gotta say, I don't know if Stove God Cooks is trying to be a mysterious masked person like the Sleep Token (laughs) members, but there's not a whole lot of personal information out there. Gotcha. Stove God Cooks, formerly known as Aaron Cooks, which I'm guessing is his last name, which it sounds better that I know Cooks is his last name, like Stove God. Cooks rather than the stove god cooks, which is I thought there was like a verb in the wrong place. <laughs> right. <laughs> Formerly known as Aaron Cooks and also just Cooks with a money sign for the S is an American rapper from Syracuse, New York, upstate. Yeah, so you imagine he has probably been to Buffalo a few times, though. I would imagine, and we all know who's in Buffalo.
0: Yeah, he's he's in league with uh, Westside and the Griselda
1: Boys. He, I, I mean, I guess I could say it now rather than. Uh, bring it up later. But yeah, he is—he was signed to Griselda last year. Oh, yeah, and he was a huge part of that West Side project. Appearances on tracks with Rock Marciano, Conway the Machine, West Side Gun, and Buster Rhymes got him cosigns from all of them, as well as Two Chains and Bun B. So Stovegod
0: has the cosigns. So he's on tracks with all those. All those people
1: yes, not always as stove God though the rock Marcy ones he was just cooks and the the two chains is the new two chains album but he had a co-sign from two chains before before being on that record the album is not a solo stove God albums though technically because Rock Marciano produced the entire thing so I thought it was only proper that I gave a little background on rock Marciano sure Rock Marciano born Rakim Calif Meyer joined Buster Rhymes' Flip Mode Squad and became the sixth member after the departure of Lord Have Mercy. I didn't
0: even know Lord Have Mercy was an artist.
1: Rock Marcy appeared on the Wu-Tang compilation album Wu-Tang Meets the Indie Culture in 2005. I don't know that one. That was kind of his connection to Wu-Tang. Rock Marcy has then went on to, pr- to put out nine studio albums, five EPs, and two mixtapes. Wow. And I think he produced... Three of them by himself too, so they were all self produced and self, you know, one hundred percent his vision. I guess you could say that's cool. Sadly, that is where my actual information about Stove God and Rock Mars (laughs) end. But we have all the goods. We can talk about the Billboard charts first, which is always a fun place to dive into. That's always fun. Reasonable Drought was released March twenty seventh, twenty twenty, and I have the Billboard Hot one hundred for March twenty eighth, twenty twenty. So if you're taking score on that, it means that this thing came out basically as soon as lockdown happened in America. <laughs> Number five on the Billboard Hot 100, Circles by Post Malone. There we go. We we talked about that track before. Yes, we did. Number four, Life is Good, Future featuring Drake. Two guys. Well, one guy you're pretty sure you're not a fan of and another guy that you might not be a fan
0: of. Yeah, we, we could say I wouldn't listen to that track. That's what we could say.
1: Number three, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. I got nothing to say about Dua Lipa one way or the other. I have no
0: idea what she's about at all.
1: Number two, we have Blinding Lights by The Weeknd.
0: Yeah, that was a huge track. Yeah, hard pass. I I think it's still a huge track.
1: Not a weekend guy over here, without a doubt yeah i know you're not and number one on the billboard hot 100 from march 28 2020 the box by roddy rich which was a huge song i think i heard that that was such a huge song and then i don't think i've ever heard it i guarantee you've heard at least a piece of it like you would you would listen to the track and mm-hmm. there would hit a point in the track where you're like oh i've heard this but oh, you, okay I, you probably had never heard the whole song right because it, it's it's really wildly catchy <laughs> like <laughs> unbelievably catchy okay so, moving on to the Billboard 200 for March 28th, 2020. Uh, let's just start off number one Eternal Ataki by Lil Uzi Vert. Never listened to yep. Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I don't think I could see you getting real heavy into Lil
0: Uzi Vert. Probably not. I may have seen his, uh, Was he was a double XL guy, right? Like he he was mm-hmm. on the uh, freshman, in the freshman class for whatever year. I think I saw his uh, his freestyle and I was unimpressed. He's he's
1: not that kind of guy. Like, he's not a lyricist kind of guy. He's a, one of the, you know, I wish there was a better way to explain it. Because mumble rapping kind of puts it into a weird place, but it's more yeah. of a vibe guy. Like, it's one of those things where his music's you. more of a, an entire vibe than what he's actually saying. Yeah, not my, not my know, style. Some, yeah, something you're not going to get into. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things you're probably not going to get into, number two, <laughs> my turn, the album by Lil Baby. Yeah, no, that's not me either. But here we go. We talked about Lil Baby, and here he is, number two on the Billboard 200. So that's pretty wild. He's he's successful.
0: Yeah, no, uh, these guys that I'm not a huge fan of are usually pretty successful because people people like them, just not
1: me. Speaking of a guy that's very successful that I don't know much about, but I'm on board for anything I've ever seen, uh, number three is YHLQMDLG, the album by Mr. Bad Bunny. Bad bunnies album is that the
0: la- Latino guy?
1: Yeah, huge, huge international guy. Like That's giant okay. international number Yeah,
0: he's on the uh the Cheetos commercials, yeah. I think so. And then he
1: had like a McDonald's meal named after him or something. Like he's everywhere, <laughs> man. Yeah, no, not my not my vibe. <laughs> number four, Heartbreak Weather by Neal Horan. Who? Which I think he's one of the one of the one direction guys. I think okay. like not the not the one
0: that's Zane or Harry Styles, like one of the other ones. I am not I'm nowhere near this billboard list at this time. You'll at least know this
1: name for the next one. OK, uh, the next next album. Number five is Chilombo by and I'm going to I know I'm going to botch name and I'm sorry. Uh, Janine Aiko, Janine Aiko, Janine Aiko. She was on Rhythm and Flow. She She was one of the um people that came in to do like a duet with her remember oh okay i think it was um who
0: was the guy from rhode island janae iaco i I I didn't she duet with that guy i thought he was gonna win who flawless flawless real time or whatever yeah i think that that
1: dude did yeah i think so.
0: so then i
1: found it interesting here that all three of these next albums were still on the charts at the time, but I I'll talk about number 14 first just real quick. Number 14 on the Billboard 200 March 28th, 2020, Music to Be Murdered By by Eminem. Yep. I I know that record. I was I I tried to listen to that record as as a guy who doesn't like Eminem. Everybody was going crazy about it and I was like, "All right, I'll put it on and I'll try." That's a tough one. Don't don't listen to that one if you're trying to get into Eminem. Well, I mean, I've listened to, you know, I liked Eminem when I was a teenager and he talked about the Bloodhound Gang, but you know what I mean? I <laughs> right. I don't like Eminem kind of anything else. I don't really like that anymore either, it, it, but I tried to listen to that one and I was just like, I no, it's not for me. I am i don't, uh, it's not what I'm trying to listen to. Yeah, music to be murdered by was not on my list at all. I didn't, I wasn't huge on it. So then the next three that I wanted to talk about are at number eight, number 23 and number 40. Oh, of Billboard 200, March 28th, 2020, we have at number eight, Hollywood's Bleeding at 23, Beerbongs and Bentleys, and at number 40, Stony, All three all albums three. in the top 50 of the Billboard 200. Holy cow.
0: That's pretty insane. Post having his entire discography on the Billboard Hot 200 at the same time in the top 50. I mean, you
1: can even say top 40 because Stoney's in at 40. Yeah, that's wild, man three albums in the top 40 of the billboard 200 at one time is insane to me yeah that's crazy now that we got over the billboard charts here we go one of our favorite segments other albums released in march 2020 here we go march 6th the album living legend by dj k slay r.i.p RIP for sure. It just it just seemed really weird that I was looking at other albums that came out and I saw that and I was like, oh wow, wow, we're actually going to get to talk to him, talk about him naturally and not just
0: wedge an RIP into into <laughs> right. an episode. Yeah. So of course people know that we record these episodes weeks ahead of time, but just this last week, DJ k Slay passed away.
1: Legend, a legend in yeah. hip hop, and. A legend. I mean, if, if he did nothing else, even other than the kind of just attention grabbing fifty deep and hundred deep, dude, I love those. It's absolutely insane. But yeah. I mean, you look at his whole career: how many artists he's worked with, how many people he's helped, oh, how freaking influential everybody, he was. Yeah, it's he, it's huge. pretty crazy. So, RIP DJK Slay. One hundred percent. Also, March sixth, Silverstein's a beautiful place to drown. It was decent. I, somehow Silverstein comes out with an album every time we're talking about an album. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> that is funny. I liked that one. I think I
1: pre-ordered it. I have it. Yeah, it was pretty decent. I know you like this next one, Mark. Also on March 6th, Body Counts Carnivore. Dude, so good. It's so, so good. That's what you were listening to in March of 2020. 100 We just get lost. Um, and you're a
0: carnivore guy you're just like body counts on we're locked down let's go 100 i i i've loved body count for a while for a long uh-huh. long yeah. time um and then saw that they were coming out with a new record and i guess in march 2020 that's <laughs> i hit it and stopped and that was it <laughs> it's a
1: bit it, it gets a bit like corny to me at times yeah but i still i can i can still really enjoy it it's very well done. It's more crossover, yeah. As like, um, what was that band? It's like a, it's like Doggy Dog. Was that their name? They were like one of the first big crossover bands. But then crossover, because crossover has been a huge genre overseas, like in Germany, Europe, all that. They're a huge. Mm-hmm. That's a huge, a huge genre. But when it got big in America, it, it transitioned to new metal, which kind yeah. of was not crossover. Like it was crossover. It turned it into something definitely else. not. And Body Count's more of a crossover band, and they they do it very well. Yeah,
0: 100%. They're phenomenal. I've, yeah, I love them. Great record, too. Carnivore was fantastic. March 6th, Kiss came out with Ignatius. Kiss is one of those artists like I keep intending to get into and then get distracted.
1: This album was good. Was I, I listened to this when it came out. I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I don't exactly remember what I rated it, but I, I remember it being pretty good. When I saw the... The cover, it gave me, like, positive memories of it, at least. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's good. March 6th, we already talked about this one a little bit. Lil Uzi vs. Eternal ataki Not sure. really your vibe. I um, never listened to a single, single track. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that checks out. <laughs> yeah. March 13th, J Electronica came out with a
0: written testimony. I have heard, isn't... Wasn't Jay-Z like on that record too? Like you could have said that was a Jay Electronica Jay-Z record instead of just Jay Electronica. I think that's what I said when it came out. I said it's a Jay-Z record because he's all over it.
1: Yeah, that's it's it's a surprising thing because I was not expecting it.
0: That's what I heard. And hadn't it been like forever since Jay Electronica came out with anything? I think so. And I
1: liked it, but it was it's very, very religious. Oh, okay. I think Jay Electronica is a Muslim, so it's like very, very religious in a way that I don't even know if I can grasp it properly. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I totally get it. March 13th. I don't know if we've talked about these guys. Code Orange
0: came out with Underneath. Yeah. Uh, I remember when that record came out, it was like adored almost universally, and I did not get into it. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I the- loved I loved their first
1: two records or their EP and their first record yeah. and then this one lost me completely.
0: You know what it was for me? It was all like the digital breaks and like intentional stuttering and all of that just I don't vibe with that at all.
1: It it like forces you to not be a part of it. Like yeah. every time something oh, happens yeah. it forces you out of it. It's it's a really you could almost say it's interesting with how it does it because I've I tried really hard. I thought I had to be missing something, and then every time I revisited, I was like, ah, I'm now. yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, when it came out, I listened to it pretty heavily, uh, multiple times, like because, like I said, a ton of people loved it, and I was like, I have to be hearing something completely different than the rest of these people because I, I hate it. Yeah, yeah, I I, I
1: was. And, and there was even hype for me from it, which should have helped it a little bit. Like, right. I was hyping this thing up. I was like, this is going to be great because I, I did like the single. But I think the single did a little bit of what the album does a lot of, which is what you said, those. Yeah, like, like false endings and uh, just it, it. I don't know. Something about it was off to me. March 20th, The Weeknd's After Hours came out. Huge record for the entire Good. world people and i don't know if i saw anybody that didn't
0: have it at their at least number two for album of the year yeah i don't even i was not listening to the weekend at that time i did i did listen to that record um but his vocals were so buried in the record that i just didn't dig it that much i think we talked about it i because i tried and it yeah. just it really it, it really if it wasn't for you it really wasn't for me right like I just recently got into him at all with his last record um uh, because his vocals were more present in that after hours record. I swear, like I could barely make out his vocals from the music.
1: March 20th, we have your it was your album of the year, if I recall. It Ooh. was Morrissey's I Am Not a Dog on a Chain. <laughs> that that is a lie. <laughs> the, you I don't even think I listened to that record. I probably should I have. don't know. I I don't know if he should have. I don't know if this was the point or if he was doing it before this, but I know Morrissey like the longer the like the actual lockdown and everything went on, the more of like a right wing maniac he turned into. Yeah. So like I think his next album may have just been called You Can't Vaccinate Me. Like I think that (laughs) might be what it is because he is just Looney Tunes. I, I really dug the Smiths. Um, I've never listened to a Smiths record. Really? So we could just tune in everywhere. I could just give you a list of things I haven't heard. And right. We get shut it down. March 27th. An album I actually know that you definitely listen to okay. was the Suicide
0: Machines Revolution Spring. Yeah, dude. Super good. I really enjoyed that record. It was kind of like coming back to the old style of uh, Suicide Machines. And it just it felt good. There was a lot of very similar to uh, Destruction by definition. I appreciate hearing that, because you yeah. know how I thought about that record.
1: Also on March 27th, the album Medicine by the musician Jeremy Renner. What? Yeah, Hawkeye put an album out. Put a What? I didn't know he was a musician at all. It is classified as genres as alternative indie, R&B soul, pop, UK R&B, and Whoa, country. What? I really want to listen to this now, just because I'm curious. Now, on Google, it says 98% liked this album. No way. That had to be just because he's Hawkeye. Yeah, whenever I got the list of albums that came out, it had like a 28-user score on Album of the Year. Oh, okay. (laughs) And then, not technically an album, but it's so good, we might as well call it an album, uh, Lulu by Conway
0: the Machine and The Alchemist came out March 30th. I remember you putting me onto that yeah. when it came out and I remember being kind of underwhelmed by it at first, but then It's a grower. Yeah, then went back to it months later. I think a lot of Alchemist stuff,
1: if you're not in tune to the kind of beats and music- musicianship that bring, because there aren't any, and I, we'll talk about this when we get into this album, even though it's not an Alchemist production, yeah. there's not a heavy bass driven backbone to anything
0: right yeah there's uh It's,
1: it's just drumless samples and yeah instrumentation and if you like that and you know what you're getting you can get into it first try but if not it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a journey i think
0: at the time i'm sure you told me it was alchemist but i probably wasn't paying attention yeah and then when i heard it i was like oh this is not what i thought it was gonna be But then after listening to Boldy put out his stuff with Alchemist and uh, Freddie Gibbs put out his record with Alchemist and just seeing Alchemist all over the damn place. Now, uh, going back to Lulu, it's pretty fantastic.
1: So then because I didn't have many notes, I didn't get any reviews, but I did get a few just like fun facts here for this album and for Stove God in particular. Sure. Uh, Hip Hop DX had reasonable drought at their number six hip hop album of 2020. Oh, wow. Do you know the other five? Just out of curiosity. I do. Okay. It number five was a king to from King to a God, Conway.
0: God, that was such a good record.
1: Number four, a very polarizing record that I don't think you listened to. I may have sent you a single. Mm. It is Whole Lot of Red by Playboy Cardi.
0: I okay, I listened to Okay, let me restate. I tried to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I think I got through maybe three tracks and said nope, nope, nope. Yeah, Playboy Cardi is a very acquired
1: taste. It's it's a very different sound. Yeah, I don't have the palate for that one. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> and this is actually the only one on this list that I didn't listen to, at least in the top like ten. I think mm. it is Slime and B, which is Chris Brown and Young Thugs
0: co- collab album. Chris Brown is kind of a no-go for me.
1: I feel the same way, but yeah. also I don't it's wild cuz I think it was a people have done worse things that I've listened to their music. I don't know why that's the one.
0: I I don't know, but yeah, no, he's a he's definitely like he's near R Kelly levels for me for some reason. I think I feel the
1: same way to be honest with you. He's he's in that same category for me, but it I don't know. It's yeah. He's just he's incre- he's incredibly talented, but it's just it's wild. Yeah. Number
0: two was Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist. No, should have been number one. I don't care what number one is. Alfredo was number one. Alfredo was I think was my record of the year. It was mine too. But uh, number one was RTJ Four, which is fantastic. I love it, but it's not Alfredo. Yeah. Elf- Alfredo is number one. Uh, RTJ Four, I would. Yeah, I'd keep it at two. Just flip those two, and and you're good. I would be good with at least the top two.
1: <laughs> Here's a weird bit of information: Complex released a list of best albums of 2020 first half. Like okay, in the first half of the year, they put out a list best albums of 2020. Sure, and Reasonable Drought was number 48 on that list. Wow, but then they put out a year end list mm-hmm. of Complex best albums of 2020, and Reasonable Drought was number 42. Wow. So
0: it it got even better as the year went by.
1: And I think that kind of lends itself to what kind of listen you get out of this album. I think every time you go into this thing, you get something more out of it and a different part sits with you. But there is
0: so much in this record that, yeah, with every listen, you find something else and you're like, oh, man, I didn't even put that together until now. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: Stove God Cooks was put in the top 15 hip-hop and R&B artists to watch in 2021 by Billboard. Rightly so. And then there is a, another fun bit of information here that might actually be pretty crazy when you think about it. Is There was a track that Stove God did for West Side Gun's album called Ostertag. In there, he has a bar that says, I might sell my next shit for a million. Only seven copies and I'm dead for real. So if you go to StoveGod Cook's website, mm-hmm. you could buy the album if These Kitchen Walls Could Talk, considered his second album for one million dollars. Limited to seven. Limited to seven. Wow. There's only seven that exists, cost a million dollars. Nobody knows the track list. Nobody knows anything that's on it. And he explains it as it's quote, a musical art piece vocally painted by Stovegod Cooks wow if that's, these kitchen walls could talk the that's second album that's wu-tang type stuff and it, it, if they if they end up all selling it's more than wu-tang because I, yeah. I think wu-tang got well initially the the price it sold for i know it sold for more later but that is actually all the notes i have okay. and we will just say that here we go here we go So reasonable drought 12 tracks 39 minutes Scott, let's start it off. Let's go. Uh, we'll start off with
0: Rolls Royce brake lights. The joy come in the morning, but the plug, the plug comes come late night. night. That's for sure. I love the ODB bars, like <laughs> the, the Brooklyn Zoo and the shame on you when you step through. When he started singing at the beginning, that opening bar, I got ODB, ODB vibes from that straight away. I should probably listen to that ODB
1: album again because i i never liked it before so i just i've just avoided it oh, but i think i might
0: you're not an odb fan
1: i haven't been i
0: th- i always thought he uh, was the worst part of wu-tang he was always <laughs> my favorite because he was so wacky i always loved odb he was so different from everybody else in wu-tang and i agree with that he <laughs> it's like he didn't know what a beat was and he would just rap <laughs> like intentionally missing the beat and i loved it and then when he <laughs> sang, his voice was so, so off.
1: Well, that's probably what did it for me is he was always fighting the beat. Like it never,
0: it never sounded right to me. It's, it's weird. Cause it sounded so effortless to me, but so intentional. His flows were, were fantastic, but it, he had to intentionally be like, okay, the beats here. I'm going to rap
1: way over here. We could honestly sit in this album, we could probably do an episode per, like per track Yes. this there's so many double entendres, there's so many twists, there's so much wordplay. Like you could go through this thing and find something over and over and over. It's yeah. unbelievable.
0: Oh yeah, it's. I'll I'll spoil it right now. This record is amazing. Just his, so fucking his pen so fucking glad is so it. wild. And I I
1: knew I knew that you would get there. Cause his delivery is a little off too. Like he doesn't always, he'll catch a pocket and then he'll jump around a bit and then he'll catch another pocket and then he'll jump around
0: a bit. That's what gave me the ODB thing. Like I literally, the first second I heard this, I was like, Oh man, I'm going to friggin' love this because I, I for real thought it was old, dirty bastard. Just come back to life. He will
1: talk about cooking cocaine. Like it is a unbelievable feat yeah <laughs> it like yeah. he says things and i'm just like that is so in this track alone he says how you make the jump from 67 to 28 that's one of my notes
0: yeah i was like so jumping he's, 67 he's from 28
1: is wild he's 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 so good at cooking that he can make 28 ounces into in the... 67 ounces of crack it's insane yeah. insane i'm <laughs> oh, sorry not ounces grams my bad <laughs> 20, 67 ounces would be a lot. Do you have a list of like favorite lyrics from tracks? Like each track, do you have a lyric pulled out or no?
0: No, I don't because they're all like my, my list would be a page for each song. It would just be all the lyrics written down because they're just amazing. Like I have a few lyrics here and there for, for a couple songs, but if I was to pick out like favorite, favorite bars from each track for real, it would just be a list of, Every single bar. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: I'm so glad. I'm so good because honestly, and I'm glad I didn't hype it up too much to you because I know how much I've talked this album on. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that I didn't hype it up to a point where you heard it and you were like, okay, it's good, but eh, it's not that good. I'm so glad that you enjoyed I, it the
0: way you- I literally still wake up in the morning with bars in my head from this record.
1: Yeah, this thing and it's been sitting with me since I listened to it the first time. That's why I just it's my go to record now. Like if if I'm just not sure what I'm going to listen to, this is what I put on.
0: Yeah, it's it's super good.
1: I guess just to throw out a verse that I loved on this thing. It is um, the brick got chandelier crystals. Planets revolve my shoot pistols. His clip don't got a curfew. I close casket and hersch you work. You walk uh, down like Herschel. It's it's so good. Peter on the water. Patience is a virtue. God is an alien port from a bird's view. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how he does it, what he does and how beautiful the instrumentation behind it all is. Yeah. Because the production needs to be mentioned too. It's insanely
0: good there. Okay. So I do have a few production notes almost for every track. Yes. The one thing, one of the things that I want to get on rock about his endings can be super awkward. Oh yeah. They either go on too long or just disappear. Sometimes mid sentence from a a clip from a movie or something. (laughs) Yes, It it drove me nuts. And this is one of those that has an awkward ending. Like it's that, that echo from whatever sample he took from this, Mm
1: -hmm. but it
0: just echoes out for one word and then just abruptly stops after three or something like that. It, it, Kind of drove me nuts.
1: But I also feel like it's it's not unconventional in the way that the orchestration's done, but because I think Stove God is such an unconventional lyricist that he, when he, because he finds his own flow and pocket in every song, and sometimes three or four different flows in each song. Yeah. And it's the same, it's the same instrumentation. I think if you try to do too much and prune it down, it would sound
0: not the best. But I sure. do agree that, some of the endings could be cleaned up just, a little bit. Just give me a legit fade out like for three more seconds. Maybe like that's all
1: I need. All right. So I'm glad we gushed over that song for 20 minutes. Let's move <laughs> on. Bread of life.
0: Bread of life. soul brick out the church pocket. and not hallelujah. Loved it so good, dude. It's so good. And
1: so funny. Cause then he, he turns the double entendre with, I took the work and
0: baptized. Dude, it. Like, loved that bar. That, that is probably my favorite bar from the record.
1: And th- like, it is, it's so catchy, but it's just, that's the other thing. On this album, no features. There's none. Yeah,
0: I was going to mention that later on, uh, but I can't believe it's this good. And there are zero features on this record. Like, not that I'm a feature guy, you know, I'm I'm not huge on features. I actually prefer less features. But putting a record like this out at a time that it came out and have no features on it, just Rock Marcy and Stove God is just amazing.
1: It's Stove God singing his own hooks. It's Stove yeah. God rapping. It's yeah. Stove God even adding in his voice as as instrumentation at some point by just right. making a noise here or there. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, it's, it's a complete work and it's his debut album. It's insane. Yeah, it's so sick. And to call it Reasonable Drought and then have, like, Jay-Z references and
0: shit. That's, it. I'm getting, yeah, I'll get into that in a couple of tracks. Because at first, when you told me it was called Reasonable Drought, I think I didn't listen to it before the show. Because I yeah. thought it was probably a jab at Jay-Z. And you know me and Jay-Z. And, and, yeah, yes, I do. So, I was like, oh, this, I feel like it's going to be a, a lot of... A lot of bars directed at Jay-Z, but we'll get into notes later where I think that kind of flips. Agreed. It just – I think
1: it takes such balls to name it Reasonable Drought. Oh, yeah. And then – but when you listen to this and every single thing he says, I, th- th- I wouldn't argue. Like, I believe everything he's saying to me oh, yeah. as – no matter how insane it sounds, what he's saying, I'm like, yeah, know, I, I believe it. I believe that. <laughs> and that's that's the goal of a hip hop artist yeah. when you're doing this kind of hip hop is to be believed. Right. There is one lyric in this track that is the lyric that made me decide that I'm giving it to you. Oh, what's that? It is. I just want the conscious gods to fuck with my whip talk. Yeah, I liked
0: that. I was like, like oh, man, I'm there. <laughs> I know that
1: you were a, a huge fan of like conscious rap and that's, the, that's yep. like what got you into hip hop was all the conscious guys. And then I know you also enjoy you. You've moved to a point where you enjoy the drug bars. You enjoy the goon bars yep. for a, a less, you know, effective term. But when I heard that, I was like, wow, like that is why I love this. That's a hundred percent why right. I love this. Cause he, he's doing it with such artistry that you can't deny it. Like He's just doing it.
0: Yeah. There is a little bit of conscious rap in here. Just, I mean, thrown in a little bit along with the drug raps. Like uh, they ain't going to put the kilos in the hearse with you. They ain't going to put that money in the dirt with you. Yeah, Like he's trying to, trying to tell these kids what it's about. And I, I
1: loved it. But then follows that up by saying, there's no change in prices, but I can work with you. Yeah, I like, love I'm that still too. doing it. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I know, I know that they can't, t- I can't take this shit with me, but I'm yeah. still
0: out here. Half now, half later. <laughs> yeah that's that's the deal you get. Yep. Uh I loved that uh that line. It's not even a bar. It's just him saying like he wants to squeeze on riri's ass. <laughs> I know that shit's off <laughs> Dude that, that made me laugh so hard like I was at work <laughs> working and I just started cracking up. Dude started looking at me like what's going on? I was like nothing. It was just funny. Th- actually in this song uh we were talking about Jay-Z. This is the beginning of me thinking that it's not so much a shot at Jay, but more kind of like homage to Jay, where he yeah. says there's always a Solange in the elevator after saying yes. that there's always going to be haters. I was like, oh, maybe he's not coming at Jay at all. This is just kind of like wanting to be on that level. He knows how big Jay is. The biggest. He's like, it's and like Reasonable Doubt is just top tier. Personally, I don't think anybody can touch that as far as a debut goes.
1: I'd almost say that like he sat back and this thing might not even have been named, but after they recorded all of it and he listened to it and and I think if you make this album, you know how good this album yeah. is. Yeah. And he was like, this is my reasonable doubt. So
0: for sure, we're going to call this shit reasonable drought. I, I agree. It's fantastic. I actually appreciated the ending of Bread of Life. Okay. Because it ended like a normal song? Yeah, exactly. It faded out. It was good. Next up, we got Crosses. Yeah, Crosses. Stove sounded like Danny DeVito as the Penguin in the Batman movie at the beginning of this track. Why? Why? Tell me something. (laughs) I've gone from thinking this whole album is a crack at Jay, but after the first Rockefeller breakup, Now Every Day I Wake line slash reference to to the track Heart of the City, I kind of think... It's an homage to him. 100%. Yeah. So th- between Bread of Life, that Solange line, and then the you know first Rockefeller breakup line, I- I've gone the other way with my opinion on the title selection. And I think that helped me appreciate the record more.
1: So you're saying if there was even like one shot at Jay-Z in those first couple tracks, he would have probably been turned
0: off. Oh, man. I don't want to say I wouldn't like it as much, but I probably would have more of a problem with it. Only because personally, I've I've loved Jay-Z forever. I did love the, your crib ain't even worth my bracelet line. Insane. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> because I guarantee uh, my house is probably not worth his bracelet. <laughs> Yeah, probably not
1: yeah there's also a few times in this album where he references um that he has four hundred thousand in his mom's in basement, his mom's basement.
0: yeah or uh, buried in the yard yes yes yeah but this is actually there
1: this track is one where when i was looking over the genius lyrics i disagree with genius mm-hmm. because it is uh i put the whole city on tell me something tell me something i yeah. had to make the back door in the front and I don't think that's it. I think I think it's I had them at the back door and the front. Like he had them surrounded. Oh he, right, you know what yeah. I mean. Like he, I, in my head, that's what it was when I listened to it. Sure. So when I read this, I was like, that doesn't seem right at all because the whole theme of it is it like you know he's the dude. He's he has yeah, everything. Yeah. He has an eye on everything. He has it you know scoped out no matter what. Right.
0: But again, I could be wrong. I really loved at the end of this track how in his voice you can hear him start to get heated up. It was like he was starting to get in his feelings a bit. Like he was getting angry.
1: My favorite bar from this entire track is in a tsunami. I'll sell a brick of rain, rain. Yeah. which is that's the, I'll sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves of now. <laughs> right, right. I so
0: right. It's another one with an awkward ending. Yeah. That's a bummer. <laughs> it's a bummer. It is because it's a great track. And then, yeah, those, Man, I really want to get on Rock Marcy about these endings. Next up, we have Break the Pyrex. So, uh, production note on this one, real quick: the beat kind of reminds me of Rolls Royce brake lights. Like when this starts, okay. my brain automatically starts singing the opening of Rolls Royce brake lights. Like it's okay. not, it's not super similar, but it's close yeah. enough that it gets my brain on that first track. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. It's not that song. It's the new one. <laughs> it's track four, not track one. It kind of puts me there. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, the track is just kind of musically too similar for me until Stove okay. God comes in and starts starts his thing. But yeah, the, the similarity was weird. And then this is another one with an awkward ending. Notes on the on the lyrics there are so many wild lines in this track it's crazy and that's every song too which is yeah talking about the movie cool runnings (laughs) then referencing tommy lee from motley crew the bricks whiter than john b yeah the tech echo like it's got delay on it yeah what is the other one oh the the sand on cayman beach whiter than my kitchen or something like that the alkaline water infinity pool (laughs) uh it it i mean it's it's stove god like just going off like ripping bars after bars on this track it's crazy and there's some bars in this album that i feel like
1: i don't even know if i can quote out of context because i don't know how it would sound coming from me (laughs) right (laughs) like not even not even just like the words but like the i don't know if i'm smart enough to know what it means
0: i'm that's why i'm not saying the bars word for word because they would just sound ridiculous (laughs) coming out of my mouth yes (laughs)
1: but i mean there's there's one in here that i mean i'm not gonna try to do the the inflection because i don't know if i know it but like i wrote the cocaine karam yeah i told you once we get this cocaine it was on om do yeah (laughs) oh my god yeah
0: it's just insane i kind of took that as a again not directed at but sort of homage to biggie on that one yeah because he did the correct commandments yeah and that track is huge Also,
1: just adding a bit of like how deep and some of the shit that Stova gets here, the very the opening of this is Ghostface Kill is in the Wraith, Yellow Tape, Purple Tape. Now, we're not 100% sure what this means, but a genius tells us that it Ghostface Kill is in a Wraith. Okay, you know, people, you know, that have masks on Yellow Tape, Purple Tape could be a reference following the Wu-Tang bars to only built for Cuban links that was released on cassette in yellow packaging on a purple cassette.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: That's so, like, how you even get there, it's like, <laughs> this is going to be one of the worst metaphors ever, but, like, when they talk about, like, joke writing and comedy, it's about going from A to C, like, not A, B, because A, B, everybody can do. Yeah. You find that humor when you get to C. It's like Stove God writes his bars, and he goes from A to F. Like, it's just <laughs> right. like, holy shit. Right. Like, like how did you get I don't there? Know how, I don't know how it's connected, but you did it, and I love it. Yeah. Next we got Jim
0: Beheim. This is another one where the beat reminds me of a different track on this record. This one, the opening reminds me of bread of life. This is a one where stove
1: gods using his vocals as
0: an instrument. The,
1: ooh, I yeah. love it so much. Yeah.
0: I love it so much. It's, again, that's, that reminds me of ODB. It, whenever okay. he does his singing thing, it, I get just ODB vibes from it. And I love it, especially when he hits us with the, with the, Ooh, after the, the feds tap, tap dancing on my phone. Like, I think I get nostalgic for it. He's got Cactus Jack bars in here. He's got an Uncle Buck bar. I, I love the uh, Porn Almond Milk um, into my Honey Smacks bar. I think that's funny. <laughs> Again, just stove going crazy all over this track. Feds ran the sweep better than the Texas Longhorns. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a genius. It's next level.
1: Like, I honestly, it it blows my mind, and I I 100%, and I feel like you have to respect Westside a little bit for seeing how important this dude is and putting
0: him on so hard. Right. Yeah, it's, I appreciate it. Moving on to Money Puddles. Money Puddles. Uh, The instrumental on this track is so smooth, and I love it. (laughs) Ordering shooters from Ikea is crazy. Uh, (laughs) The thought that an M don't even last long is something I can't comprehend. Yeah, but I mean, that's what you hear. Yeah. Uh,
1: he just he, he just has like turns of phrase where you, you're expecting something, and then you get something completely different. Like he starts off by saying, if I can do it, you, nah, I ain't going to say that. I love that. <laughs> this is also the track where the other Rihanna... Uh, mention is and it's rihanna twerking on my b-roll yeah. meaning meaning that footage wasn't even good enough to put in the video
0: yeah yeah it's crazy <laughs> wow
1: like one of the, one of the like consensus baddest females alive mm-hmm. twerking and you you know it doesn't even make your video that's how hard your video is <laughs> yeah wild also i can't i will never say or hear anybody say raining cats and dogs without me adding in my head and bricks and bricks <laughs>
0: Yeah, I also have written down A5 Wagyu lobster mac and cheese. He's got me hungry. And then the potato on the barrel blow large fries. I was like, oh, man, that'd be really great. Wagyu lobster mac and cheese with some large fries. And then he does the 3.14 bar. <laughs> and I was like, oh, pie too. Yeah. And then, yeah. Then he's like, he mentions lemon swordfish <laughs> after that. I was like, this is the greatest meal I will never have.
1: This is another uh, I'm not even going to quote this one, but there's a lyric in here about um, the bus and Rosa Parks. Oh, and I yeah. don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm smart enough to know what he's referencing or if I'm catching what he means. But I, I, I can't even say that one in fear that out of I, context, somebody would clip that out. My eyes got
0: so wide when he it's said, such that. Insane I was like, wait book. a second. It's
1: insane. Yeah. It's insane. It's it's one of there's another one that I will say when we get there if I didn't miss it. But there's another one where I'm like that's one bar that I think we could take out cuz it's pretty wild. But Stove right. is wild. That's who he is.
0: Yeah. And then this is another um another one with a Jay-Z reference with that little Orphan Annie. Again, I'm I'm into it.
1: Just in this little area like you talked about lemon swordfish. But listen to yeah. the four words he rhymes here cuz I wouldn't be able to put it in my head. Orbit, Porsche's mortgage swordfish yeah and it sounds perfect it sounds like those words were meant to be together
0: right next up burton state i don't really have many notes on this one but that celine dion bar was hilarious (laughs) yes I, i think at this point i had gotten so amazed by everything he'd said that yes that even amazing bars weren't quite wowing me anymore
1: (laughs) like if you heard buy the property then flip the board like fuck monopoly that would be one of the hardest bars you'd hear in another song and stove just uses it like as a throwaway yeah it's yeah it's crazy so then we move on to gloria blamente okay this track does not belong
0: this track to me is a mac miller track I skipped this track most times listening through this record. Yeah, no,
1: this is the this is the odd man out. It is a very sex driven song. And by the way, that's not saying I I think it's a very good song, but it's just it doesn't match up
0: with the. It took me out of the the vibe of of this record. (laughs) Yes, it doesn't fit at all. And then it has the worst ending on the record. (laughs) like that's yeah, pretty bad. This song could get cut. I would I, I would have loved it.
1: But realistically like when he sings especially the I want to swim in your ocean, it yeah. sounds exactly like Mac Miller. Like it could be a I Mac agree. Miller
0: part. Yeah. It it does, but Mac Miller has no business being on this record.
1: Agreed. Agreed 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and this one If I'm being honest, it probably does get skipped more than not also. Yeah, I I, like I get it. Yeah. And I feel the same way. Like the rest of it, the rest of it, there could there there might be little bits of like sexual stuff in there once in a while. This one is just so hard town to the floor that it's like, oh, this is where this went. All right. Okay. yeah, it just didn't. This one didn't work for me at all. So then we move on to and I'm going to spoil it for me right now. My favorite track of the fucking record. I love this. I love this track. Lava Lamp is 100 percent my favorite track on this record. I love it so much. Yeah. Even though there's the the main part of the chorus I can't sing along with.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I do love this track. I love the waiting for detox to drop. And I, I was like, you know what? It is a long time. We're all waiting yeah. for that. And then I loved the idea of making plans for the afterlife. Yeah, it's insane. Like I thought that was crazy. The, the whole bird
1: box bar, like that whole scheme he did with bird box is fantastic. I didn't get it because I never saw that. But you knew that they were blindfolded. Only based off of one picture that I ever saw. That's fair, though. You knew they were blindfolded. Yeah, really yeah, that. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's true. I just didn't know if I was getting everything out of that. No, it's just like
1: yeah, 50 shades whipping that white hoe. Yeah. Which holds <laughs> God. Shit, and then eyes closed. Yeah. Bird box. Eyes closed. bird box. And then the birds came in boxes that the drugs came in boxes called the birds. Right. You're going to need to stand on a bird back to box me. That's the only way your punch is going to reach God. Holy hell. Yeah. Like, that is the, so
0: hard. Yeah, it was crazy.
1: One of my favorite verses in the entire thing also is. Uh, I'm Egyptian in the kitchen building pyramids. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah. Because he really like with this album, it's almost like a sleep token situation where he's putting himself as this deity of cocaine. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I believe every bit of it. I'm ready to worship (laughs) at the stove. Right. I don't remember what track it is, but he talks about becoming an author and then we can have
0: a reading around the stove. Like yeah. no matter what God
1: yeah. stove, God
0: is on the stove. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Lava lamp had another awkward ending too. Yeah. Agreed. I'm, I'm going to throw I've, them in there every single time we have I've
1: one. I've come to, I've come to make because by the way, I know these tracks, none of them are like overly long, mm-hmm. but I don't like, I, I don't even find myself towards the end of it skipping to the next track I'm just like yeah I'll just let it play out like I just I love everything about it and everything fits well together
0: yeah it's just like I said give me an extra two seconds of a fade out and it's golden that's all I ask (laughs) so now we're on to John Starks yeah uh Stove's basketball references are like perfect for my time period of basketball knowledge so even the song being named after John Starks and then he he references James Worthy Chris Mullin And the 89 Pistons, like the 89 Pistons were my team. Like that was the bad boys. That was bad (laughs) boys era Pistons. I was in. in. My grandpa and I, rest in peace, would sit at his house, him in his chair, because everybody, every grandpa has his chair, right? We would sit in his chair. I would sit on his lap and we would watch the bad boys play and just knock every team out. Elbows here pushes there, punches to the face yes. i
1: was about it and that was the they were the bad boys they, of a time when a lot of people were bad boys <laughs> oh yeah you didn't want to mess with half of the pistons team back in 89 and i don't i don't know i don't think it's this track but there was there is a track where he says um me and me and mellow have a lot in common we both got dropped from those from rockets. the Rockets." Yeah. And that, this came out in 2020. Mellow was dropped from the Rockets after like nine, nine
0: games. They just yeah, dropped. It. it was ridiculous. It was, it, yeah, it was like less than 10 games or something like that. And it's
1: Stove saying, no, I'm an alien. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Like, how do you turn <laughs> yeah. that into that? Yeah. You know how we talk about how Freddie Gibbs understands hip hop different? Yeah. I think Stovegod's in that same realm. Like he just, he gets oh, yeah. it. He just, he he just understands it at a level that I don't think I may never understand it that well.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I'll agree with you. Next up, we got Cocaine Cologne. <laughs> we had talked about the 400k in his grandma's couch or in his mama's yes. couch, and and in the backyard, and I loved him talking about the tree in the backyard saying it's fine. Finally it's autumn. And then just in case I got that cushion, it'll break my fall. Yeah. That right there, that autumn and fall was just ingenious.
1: How did you feel about the quote this, that stove God ether takeover that jig,
0: a NOS pick a sidebar that comes at the end of my notes on this song. Okay. I thought the, the fallen autumn wordplay was sick. Uh, I love how his voice changed when he said he was in, in his motherfucking feelings. I like that. And then again with the Jay reference, this time throwing Nas in there with the beef tracks. Ether is still one of the greatest beef tracks ever. Oh, man, I can't pick sides. I, I've never been able to pick sides between Nas and Jay.
1: I also feel like we don't have to anymore. Like, no. I feel like there was a time where you had to, but I don't think you really you, like. We we're not obligated to anymore because no. they're
0: both uh, they're both adults, right? <laughs> I just loved it. I loved the references to Nas and Hove on that. Yeah, it was it was great.
1: Next up and last up, we have Blenci
0: August Stamp. The high pitch vocal intro. Say what I think you're going to say because I I have something for that. I just say it's reminiscent of John Starks.
1: You want to know what that sound is? Like that high pitched vocal. Do you What's, want? I was here right now. It's going to blow your mind. It okay. sounds just like it sounds just like that big dumb face song. Oh man. Yeah.
0: yeah and no.
1: I can't get it out of my head. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it's it. it. My I hate it. Every time it comes on, I'm like, God damn it, why is fucking West Borland showing up on this thing? <laughs>
0: right. I still uh, love the song though. But... Yeah. Uh no, it's it's a good track. Um another shout out to Nas on this one when he uh he tells Alexa to play that if I the S. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um Great. While I close escrow and speed off an Alexis. Yeah. Like, that is so such crazy wordplay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm really digging all these references on this record. Stove is like the John Darnielle of hip-hop. Hunger oh, Games. Amazing. Nikolai Volokov and Nas references on the same track is a genius move. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. And there's a few... I'm, I don't know if I'm entirely sure that that's not the reason Westside found him. is because if you make a wrestling reference, Westside's oh, yeah. going to find you. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> Cactus Jack and Nikolai Volkov on this one. On this, and he said something about when we were watching Raw. I can't remember
1: which. Um, Monday was. Nitro.
0: That's what. It, yeah, Monday yeah, yeah. Nitro. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, oh, did he say Raw before? Like we were cooking Raw back when we were watching Monday Nitro. Oh shit, he did. Holy oh, hell. man. Yeah, See, I totally. That's missed that what one. this album does. <laughs> this album will do that where you'll hear something different. And you'll be like, oh, my God, I didn't know that bar was referencing that bar yeah. that was referencing that.
0: Yeah, it's so it, wild. Like I said, uh, very John Darnielle feeling like they just know too much about everything give me your top three uh i have a top 11
1: (laughs) oh yeah so so you just you got rid of uh i got rid of gloria belamente and then the rest are top top 11 Uh,
0: yeah uh my actual my favorite track is bread of life that track is just amazing uh it made me laugh and blew my mind and fantastic cocaine cologne and then crosses is my three as i said lava lamps my number one yeah i was gonna say but any of these could be mixed with any of the other ones Lava Lamp's my number five, if we're actually going to get into (laughs) it. If you're actually looking at it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Lava
1: Lamp's probably my number one. And then, yeah, it's hard for me. Bread of Life, maybe two. Okay. And then probably
0: Money Puddles. I love love Money Puddles. Yeah, Money Puddles is good. It's my seven.
1: I do believe that I think some of the earlier tracks can stand alone a little better. Yeah. Like, I think. I think if you didn't have those beginning tracks that are so solid to get you into the mindset of where you need to be for Stove God, that the last couple would feel a little weird. Yeah. But like, like if this if this was if you completely reverse the track list, I don't think Balenciaga stamps a good opener and I don't think it would flow proper. I mean, I honestly I don't even have anything against Gloria Blemente, to tell you the truth. No. I just it, it, it just doesn't I, fit. I understand it doesn't fit, but he must have loved it so much that he couldn't have not
0: put it in here. Yeah, I'll 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 give you that. It just uh like it took me so out of the vibe of what I was enjoying yes. that it like like I said, after listening to it, I listened to the whole record through probably like four or five times. And then after that, I just started skipping that track.
1: Like if you take it off, though, you're you're at 11 songs at like 34 minutes, which I, I get that 39 minutes. Doesn't necessarily need to be an album. Yeah. But I think once you get below like 35, it's hard to call it a full album.
0: Well, if Rock Marcy would have drug out the endings on some of these songs and made them actually proper, <laughs> it would have filled that time cap. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
1: <laughs> Definitely. So, Scott, Stove yeah. God Cooks, Reasonable Drought, Throne,
0: Own, Phone, or groan. I'm putting it where it is because I can't spend the amount of money on it. <laughs> that it that it's asking right now on Discogs. The one copy that I did see that was relatively reasonable sold the day after you gave me this record. <laughs> I I actually considered going back and purchasing that $70 copy, but like I said, it it sold. That day. it sold Saturday. So, it it's a phone for me. Because I will okay. uh, I will always have it on my phone. I listen to it quite a lot. And the only reason it's not thrown is because... Gloria Balmanteau. And I have Alfredo. Okay. But if I'm looking for drug bars, if I'm yeah. in that pocket right now, I'll put on Freddie Gibbs because I don't have a Gloria Balmanteau track on that record.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: I don't... I don't like personally to me they're both thrones. Like I don't yeah. I don't see I don't see one superseding the other in my head, but I understand where you're coming from. I don't have act. a like, I don't have
0: a skip on Alfredo. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
1: I think yes, I do. I think without Gloria Blumente, it probably is a ten out of ten perfect album.
0: I would put it I would give it a nine point five only because of the endings on some of the tracks. But it is it is a phenomenal phenomenal record
1: it's a throne for me i mean i I know i don't have to say it because i've been talking this thing up for about a month now on every episode and rightfully so I'm glad glad we covered it i loved it so much yeah
0: it's it's way up there for me as far as modern hip-hop and what i would be looking for in what i listen to now super high what a great record
1: so do you think that stove god the how you hear him and listen to him. Do you think you could give that West side album that he was a part of a bit? Like he was on like six tracks. Do you think it would help you get into that West side album? Possibly.
0: The okay. only thing that I have to say against that maybe would be stove. God doesn't have the opulence that West does in his bars. He has a little bit. No, don't get me wrong. Yeah. That that infinity that alkaline pool uh, alkaline water infinity pool bar is ridiculous. He says his garage is
1: what his garage is possessed. Yeah, that, with the ghost. That's because the ghost yeah. is in it. The Rolls God Royce damn. car.
0: Yeah, it's so good. His bars are a little bit grittier than ones I've heard from West. Yeah, but I I'd be willing to give it a listen. I bet I would okay. appreciate it more now than i would have had you brought me just just that that west side project scott what else were you listening to this week uh this week i was listening to a whole lot i listened to a bunch of different stuff but one that i really got into on the newer side of things was the record tales for the week from the band prelude they're a french atmospheric black metal band Uh, duo putting out this atmospheric black metal stuff that leaned a little bit heavier on the atmospheric stuff but i dig that but really really good really enjoyed it uh what were you listening to
1: my record of the week i didn't really have one picked out so uh fuck it uh devil wears prada plagues
0: is that new no no second album oh okay second Second okay
1: second album the one with uh html dude um hey john is that my name again good on a boat you know, the big ones. Gotcha. You've listened to the old Devil Wears Potter, right? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, because if you didn't listen to With Roots Above and Branches Below,
0: we were going to have a conversation. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, I love that record. I think I listened to, I think I listened to that one and then jumped ship and then listened to the one that came out with two years ago. Well, the one after
1: With Roots Above and Branches Below was that zombie EP, which I didn't get into. Okay, yeah, I didn't listen to that. They went like a horror route and I was just like, yeah, I'm all right. And then yeah, I don't think I've ever listened to anything else since then. Okay. Yeah. That was just, that's, and I, I rarely reveal what is on my rotation until the end of the month, but that, that album has been on my rotation all, all month. And oh, I've gotcha. Been enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah. So then we talked about a records of the week. We talked about stove gods, reasonable drought. Yeah, it did. was a, it was a phone for you just cause you can't, uh, fiscally res- responsibly buy it right now <laughs> yeah uh, there's no way i'm paying 300 for
0: a record <laughs> <laughs> so all it's left is for you to tell me what we're listening to next week scott we are going we're going on a journey nobody oh you and i we are going on oh. a journey back to
1: 1972
0: Ooh. yeah eagles no we are listening <laughs> to David Bowie's The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars.
1: The album that I knew, the name, like I'm familiar with Ziggy Stardust, but I don't know anything. Yeah. Is there a hit on it?
0: Yeah, there's uh, at least two. Okay. Well, I'll tell you if I I know them. Yeah. This is one of the two first records that I ever bought in eighth grade. Okay. Okay. I bought this and Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon together.
1: That's wild. My mother, anytime I talk about anything music, she just keeps saying, why don't you, why don't you go any Pink Floyd? Or like we went to a local like uh, consignment store, mm-hmm. or, like antique shop and there were vinyls and I'm looking and she's like, I can't find any Pink Floyd anywhere. <laughs> and I said, people, people buy them. Yeah, and I, I'm good. I don't, I don't need that right now. I'm all right. I am very excited because I've heard nothing but incredible thing. I've never heard anybody say anything bad about like David Bowie's music. And I've, it's just been, it's such a large yeah. Because he has different like eras too, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he
0: does. He, he definitely yeah. has different versions of himself throughout his career. And this is, it's hard to say that there's a best David Bowie record, but I think in talks, this is, this isn't one of them, but this is the first one I ever got into. There's tons of really good tracks on this one in my opinion. So I'm very excited. I'm just worried that it, there cause it, it is extremely hyped
1: up in my head. Yeah, so I know like,
0: Bowie, just... Bowie's one I've been sitting on for you. I think taking L's the last three ones I've given you uh, has given me the courage <laughs> to bring you another L just in case. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't anticipate your answer at all or your, okay. you, you know, the way you, you come back with this. I'm curious. But this is definitely one picked based on nostalgia for me.
1: So next week, we're listening to The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and The Spiders from Mars by David Bowie. Yep. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Pod. Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook group. Link is in the show notes. Listen to us anywhere podcasts are available. Thank you for
0: listening. Scott, you got anything to add? No. Thank you for bringing me this record. It was fantastic. I'm excited. I'm very excited.
1: Like I said, I think it does play for better episodes when one of us doesn't like it, but (laughs) I'm very happy that you did like it because it's a, it's so good. It's so good. It's super, super good. And I a hundred percent understand the hype that was brought to it before I listened to it. Like I saw people saying this sitting, this thing's album of the decade. And I'm just like, Whoa. Oh wow.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a bold statement, but it is really (laughs) good.
1: Yeah, but, well, I mean, you got to think, for the decade, are they talking, like, 2010 um, to 2020, or are they talking 2020 to 2030, and they're just already saying this? is Right. Right. Yeah, so, if that's it, I guess.
0: Are you listening? Are you listening? Soul Brick, out the church parking lot, hallelujah!
1: I I think the episodes where we both love things aren't as interesting, but I just love talking about them. (laughs) Dude, I'm wearing shorts. It's fantastic.